Opening day. How about opening day of the NFL season? Is anything more fun than sitting down and watching tonight the Rams and the Bills go play football at SoFi? I think it's going to be awesome. Great game. And Ivan O'Idle, he's got a tip for you on a parlay that you're going to want to hear and you're going to want to act on on BUSR. You go to BUSR.ag, make your wager. I have spoken to Ivan and I have made that wager. And I'll tell you how it's going to work in a little bit. We're also going to talk about Chris Ballard. It's nut cutting time for Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard has got to do what needs to be done to win. And he better hope that he's already done it. Because this year's the year. I don't think that his seat is hot, but we're going to talk about that. If it is hot, why? And if it isn't hot, why isn't it into his sixth season as the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to talk about Shaq Leonard. He spoke to the media today. What did he say? Is he optimistic looking ahead to Sunday in Houston? I got to tell you, not to, you know, kind of kill the drama, but he's not. And so that's going to be a problem for those who want to watch Der- uh, Shaquille Leonard go play football this weekend. And and it's a huge game for the Colts. They have got to win this game in Houston Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about the St. Louis Cardinals. An interesting thing is happening right now or has happened in St. Louis this afternoon in the game that they played against the Washington Nationals. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at the Hoosier Hardwood Festival. It's going to be this Friday, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, at the Boone County Fairgrounds, and this is what you can get while you're up. they got a lot of stuff to do. they got the beer uh, the kind of garden. They've got a kid's zone, all of that stuff. And then you can get stuff like this. This is uh, handcrafted chainsaw art, and they've got, a, uh, they've got artisans creating this stuff, and it's going to be auctioned, and it's fantastic. And a little bit later in the show, we'll talk to Ivan O'Idle, who was procured at last year's uh, Hoosier Hardwood Festival. So there you go. Wonderful event. You're going to absolutely love going. And Boone County uh, Fairgrounds, just off I-65, a little bit south of Lebanon, so it's easy access from everywhere in central Indiana. All right. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 323 likes this afternoon. And if you want to make a donation, you can do that. That'd be fine. I don't mind donations. We put it toward enhancing the viewing experience of Inside Indiana Sports Now and Breakfast with Kent, of course. All right, is Chris Ballard on the hot seat? Bob Kravitz wrote a really interesting piece on The Athletic, and and it talks about Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and how they're not really on the hot seat, but they better get cracking and they better. I don't think it's hot, but here's what gets GMs fired. Here's what gets coaches fired. Expectations. And the expectations right now for the Colts are really, really high. And I'll tell you why. You got a guy, again, at the Athletic, Austin Mack, does a great job of, uh, or Mock does a great job of putting together the numbers necessary to kind of project what's going to happen the upcoming seasons, right? Here is how he sees the Colts in 2022. All right, the odds to win the Super Bowl, 5.1%. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's 1-20. in 20. There are 32 teams. Feel pretty good about that. Win the AFC, 
10%. That means one in every 10 times this season would be played, the Colts go to the Super Bowl. Win the AFC South, 64.1%. Go to the playoffs, 74.2% miss the playoffs, obviously 25.8%, and the win total he has set at 10. Those are high expectations for a team coming off 9-8, and eight, missing the playoffs entirely, dumping their quarterback, acquiring another quarterback, going out and getting a starting lockdown quarterback and an edge rusher. That's a lot of work to do in the offseason in order to lift three positions. Unmanaged, really, in any fundamental way, the tight end spot and wide receiver. You got Michael Pittman Jr., who... You've got if you like Michael Pittman Jr., you've got good reason to like him. All right. 88 catches, 1,082 yards, six touchdowns. He had a really nice sophomore year. This year he's got to take a step up in class and stay healthy for the love of God. Because behind him, you've got Alec Pierce, rookie out of Cincinnati. You want to trust a rookie wide receiver. They don't often throw up gaudy numbers. And then an oft-injured wide receiver in Paris Campbell. So you've got Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell. You've also got Naheem Hines being kind of a jack-of-all-trades, that Swiss Army knife on the offensive side of the ball, where you get him the ball in space and off he goes. Riding, scoot, get your first downs. That's really good. You can also throw the ball periodically to Jonathan Taylor. But at, at tight end, what you got? You've got Mo Ali Cox, who's kind of an unproven number two. He had a good 2020 with Philip Rivers, though. Let's not forget that. Then you've got Kylan Granson, and you've got Jelani Woods. Kylan Granson's second year really didn't, what did he catch, 12, 13 balls last year? And then uh, Jelani Woods, who you don't really expect much out of. Those were areas of weakness and areas that went unaddressed in any real way by Chris Ballard, at least with kind of plug-and-play guys who can come in here and generate uh, uh, yards in a way that's foreseeable, right? I mean, like Alec Pierce, okay, maybe. He's a maybe. Paris Campbell, that's a maybe. Mo Ali Cox, bit of a maybe, right? Kylan Granson, a huge maybe, and Johnny Woods is uh, probably not. So you've got, at some of the most important positions on the offense, you've got question mark, question mark, question mark. Then you've got Jonathan Taylor and you've got Michael Pittman Jr. And you better hope that those guys stay healthy. And you better hope that they find a way to productivity. And you've got to hope that Matt Ryan stays upright because, as we've said, when he had, in his 14 years in Atlanta, when he stayed upright, the Falcons, they won. When he got knocked down a lot, more than 30 times a season, they didn't go to the playoffs very often. And when he's knocked down 40 times, they never go to the playoffs. So they have got to figure it out. This is the group that's got to figure it out for Chris Ballard. Bob made a great point at The Athletic. Said that last year, the Rams, they went all in, right? Year before that, the Buccaneers, they went all in. They spent big to surround the quarterbacks that they acquired with terrific talent to win now. Not so much. And in fact, what you've got for the Colts is a left tackle who's entirely unproven. He'd say, what did he take last year? Like 110 snaps, 112 snaps at left tackle. And Bernard Ryman 
is a guy who's only played two years of left tackle in his life. And these are the guys <clears throat> that Chris Ballard is going to war with. And it better pay off because, like I said, expectations get coaches fired. That's the way football works. That's the way life works. The worst thing you can do to keep your job is to build expectations, to find a way to flourish so completely in your first year that your second year is going to be a letdown. You've got to kind of limp into success. You limp into success, you can stick around a long time. You succeed right out of the chute, and people are going to think, oh, every year is going to be this kind of miracle. You get fired. The Colts, year six under Ballard. He ain't going to get fired after this year no matter what happens. Look, and I don't think he should. I think he is one of the better general managers in the National Football League. And you know what? Crap doesn't roll uphill. It rolls downhill. And Ballard is kind of at the apex of the hierarchy at the Colts for people not named Ursay. Reich, Bailey, or Brady, Bailey. Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator. We saw what Chuck Pagano did. Charlie Pagano was pretty damn smart, right? He offered up coordinators like they changed out like this, and that protected, that gave cover to Pagano, right? There is no cover this year. Gus Bradley is seen as an upgrade over Matt Eberflus. Marcus Brady, we know he's not the real offensive coordinator that Frank Reich is. You got Reich, you got Brady, you've got a roster that's been assembled over the past six drafts. Mm. You got a general manager who better hope the Colts find a way to meet expectations, and the expectation is they get to the playoffs. Not the Super Bowl. They're not Super Bowl favorites. If they don't make the Super Bowl, that's okay. Um... Ballard just loves to slow play, doesn't he? Like, he'd drive you nuts playing poker. Hey, check, check, check. He'd check all day long, you know, and, and lose blind after blind after blind after blind. But when he's got the cards, he plays a little bit, right? But he's not going all in behind nothing. And he rarely goes all in, period. And he's not gone all in behind this team. Ngakwe, Gilmore, Ryan, nice pieces. But still, there are some holes, there are some places where this team needs to find a way to get a little bit better. Shaq Leonard, here's what he had to say today. Last week, started practice very stiff. Just kind of night and day from last week to this week. Want to make sure I make the right decision. In the past, Darius, or Shaq has said, I'm in. I'm playing. He's done that with injuries before. We know what it sounds like. When Shaquille Leonard says, I'm playing, it looks like that. He raises his hand up and says, I'm playing, and they can't stop me. That is not what we heard today at the media availability of Shaquille Leonard. I don't think he's playing, and I'm not sure he should. I, you know what? If he can't be 80%, and that's sort of the line of demarcation that Frank Reich established, going back to like the olden days with Marv Levy in Buffalo, you better have guys, right? You better have Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed ready to play football at a high level. You got to beat the Texans. It's like John Winger in Stripes, played by Bill Murray. You know, it's Czechoslovakia. It's like going into Wisconsin. 
going to Houston to play the Texans. What are we doing? We're going to sweat this one out? Kidding me? Um, can her say higher better? That's an interesting question, too. Is Chris Ballard the best that can be gotten here? I think he is. I, I think that firing Chris Ballard would signal to every general manager candidate with any kind of professional football experience that you're dealing with an owner who, who's not rational because Chris Ballard is held in that kind of high esteem. So uh, we'll get to the uh, the parlay for tonight's game, tonight's Rams-Bills game. Not guaranteeing victory. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a long shot, but I dig long shots. And Ivan O'Idle, he's hit long shots before. Um, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina tied the all-time mark for battery mates. 324 start together as pitcher and catcher. Uh, they tie Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand, who set their mark from 1963 through 1975. And uh, uh, Big 12 is trying to expand west. Who in their right mind from the Pac-12 would want to join the Big 12? You out of your mind? I think the commissioners of these conferences are just deranged. Like, who? you want that? You want to be able... You, you would leave the Pac-12 to join the Big 12? With maybe the Big 10 calling? That's just preposterous. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, the Big 12 is shooting beyond its uh, standard. Look who it is. It's Ivan O'Idle. You can get one of these at the uh, Hoosier Hardwood uh, Festival coming up tomorrow through Sunday at the Boone County Fairgrounds. Ivan, how you doing this afternoon? You ready to make some picks? Yeah, I'm ready to make some picks. What do you think I've been doing out here for nine months? I've been crunching numbers, baby. You know what these analytics freaks from MIT that the Colts employ, they got nothing on me. All right, so let's get to the pick. What are we talking about? Are we talking about the Rams and the Bills? Of course we're talking about the Rams and the Bills. You silly, uh, silly wood-headed uh, goofus. All right, let's talk. Don't call me a goofus. Uh, you know, tonight you've got the Rams and the Bills. And the Rams are uh, plus two and a half. I like the Rams so much that I'm going to take them at minus two and a half. That's plus 118. And then I'm taking the over-under at 60. I'm taking that at 196. Parlaying them, it is a plus 545. So $100 bet wins $545.30 at busr.ag. Ivan has spoken. There you go. We'll be back tomorrow. You better have some good picks tomorrow. If you blow this one tonight, you better you better win big tomorrow. Yeah, I'll win big. That's all I do is win big. Look, you think a guy like this isn't going to win big? Look at like me. Please. It looks like the Unabomber. But you can get your own Ivan O'Idle at the Boone County Fairgrounds this weekend. 11 o'clock tomorrow, 9 o'clock Saturday, 9 o'clock Sunday. Huge, huge doings out there. They got a beer garden. They got the kids zone. They got it all going on. You're going to love it out there. I love the Hoosier uh, Hardwood Festival. It's just, it's one of my favorite events of the year. All right. Call in. Got a call in coming 430 today. Just a few minutes at 430. I'll call in at least a half an hour of you and me chopping it up. It's like a call in radio show. You download the app. Off you go. And uh, can't wait to talk to you at 4.30.